Do not let your hearts be troubled. When Father Jacques Philippe, uh, author and spiritual writer, was here for a conference, he said, as the world becomes more and more chaotic, it is so important that we as Christians maintain our peace. Think of a pond. When a pond is stirred up and agitated, it can't reflect the rays of the sun. But if a pond is perfectly at rest and still, it reflects the rays of the sun. So if we're going to radiate Christ to the world, it is so important that we as Christians maintain our peace. But what's happening? We are more and more becoming anxious. In fact, this generation of young people, they say, is the most anxious generation ever. Well, Father Luke and I were down in Miami this past week. We're actually on a business trip. This wasn't vacation. We were visiting a community of religious sisters, and we were blessed to spend a lot of time with the Mother Superior of the community, Mother Adela. And in the midst of conversations, she simply said, Jesus is the answer to everything. Jesus is the answer to finding peace. When we try to live our lives apart from God, as our world becomes more and more secular, it shouldn't be surprising then that there's more anxiety, that there's more fear, that we're not living in peace. Jesus wants to give his peace to us. Peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. Now, when Jesus gives a gift, he doesn't reclaim it. The only way we lose our peace is if we willfully surrender it. So, if I'm not at peace in my life, the only person to blame is myself. It's not that Jesus has reclaimed his gift. It's that I have done something to surrender my peace. Well, why do we lose our peace? And how do we maintain our peace? Let me share a story. When I was vocation director in Lawrence, I lived next door to a community of religious sisters, the Apostles of the Interior Life. And one day, Sister Susan came and said, Hey, Father Tony from Peoria, a friend of our community, is coming to visit. Could he stay at the rectory? Sure, Sister, no problem. Well, a couple of days before he was to arrive, Sister Susan came over and said, Hey, can I see if his room is ready and in order? Sure, Sister, come on in. So Sister Susan comes into the house, and it just happened that my bedroom door was open. And let's just say my room was a little messy. Well, Sister Susan looked in, and she says, Father... Disorder in here leads to disorder in here, pointing to her heart. Her point is, if we're living in the midst of chaos and disorder, we're going to lose our interior peace. Have you ever experienced that, that when your house or office is just so messy that you get to a point, you just got to clean it up, and in doing so, you restore some semblance of peace? Well, there is a virtue to order. Sister Susan told me my homework was to make my bed every day and clean my room once a week. <laughs> so I share that with you as an order from Sister Susan. Well, let's relate this now to our spiritual life. Disorder in our spiritual life causes us to lose our peace. What introduces disorder in our spiritual life? Sin. All sin is a churning away from God toward the world, toward creatures. And remember, if we lose sight of God, if we lose sight of Jesus, we're going to become anxious. All sin is some form of idolatry, a turn from God toward creatures. 
Well, we know that ultimately living a life of sin can never lead to happiness and peace in our lives. So living a party life, indulging in the pleasures of the world, grasping for more and more money, it all leads to an underlying restlessness in our hearts. That's why St. Augustine, perhaps the most notorious sinner who became a saint, said our hearts will be restless until they rest in you. Jesus is the answer to peace in our lives. Now, what is a beautiful way to restore our peace if we've lost it in sin? Going to confession. It's kind of like cleaning up our room restores our peace. Well, going to confession is a beautiful source of peace in our lives. Now, the first step then to really gaining peace in our lives is to have a rightly ordered spiritual life. Most of us know that to achieve goals, we have to have a plan. We have professional people in the parish. They write business plans and execute them. We know to succeed in athletics, we have to have a plan that includes exercise and practice. Why then, when it comes to our spiritual life, would we expect it to just happen, that I just become a saint like by osmosis? We have to actually have a plan for our spiritual life. A well-ordered plan would include things like keeping Mass at the center of the week on Sunday, scheduling my 20 minutes of daily meditation and prayer, going to confession regularly. All these things go into a well-ordered spiritual life. Why would we be surprised if we're not attending Mass and not praying daily that we wouldn't be at peace? (laughs) Jesus, again, is the answer. we got to begin connecting the dots. Well, what else causes us to lose our peace? We could go on and on about this. Trying to control everything. What's the remedy? Deeper surrender, putting things in God's hands. Self-reliance leads us to losing our peace. When I think everything's up to me, it's easy to become overwhelmed and anxious. What's the remedy? Trust in God, asking for help, turning things over to the Lord. Well, let me just close with one other. And this is a biggie. Fear causes us to lose our peace. There is fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of giving up control, fear of what other people will think about me, fear of the future, fear of the chaos that's happening in the world, fear of suffering. So many fears and ultimately fear of death. Just recently, Pope Francis canonized 10 new saints in the Catholic Church, one of whom was Father Titus Bransma. He was a priest in the Netherlands and had a background in journalism. And so in the 1930s, the Cardinal Archbishop in the Netherlands appointed him to be the spiritual advisor of over 30 Catholic newspapers in the Dutch world. Well, the Nazis invaded the Netherlands in 1940. And the Dutch Catholic bishops spoke out against Hitler and the Nazis. And so what did they do? They tried to seize control of the Catholic newspapers, and the Nazis wanted to use them for their propaganda. But Father Titus refused, and so they arrested him and sent him to a prison camp. Well, first, interestingly, in the prison camp, Father Titus created a plan, a well-ordered schedule which included walking around his cell, doing exercises, offering his prayers, writing letters. Well, eventually, Father Titus was sent to Dachau. 
Despite a ban on priestly ministry, he would secretly bless people on their hands by making the sign of the cross with his thumb. He heard confessions clandestinely. He celebrated secret masses. He visited the dying. He even led the stations of the cross. But what upset the guards most was that Father Titus radiated peace, and this irritated them. So the guards would mercilessly beat him up with their fists and clubs and boards, kicking, punching, gouging him, oftentimes leaving him near unconscious in the mud. During one beating, Father Titus was holding the Eucharist, concealed in a tobacco pouch, and as he was being beaten, he hid the Eucharist pinned under his arm. When he got back to the barracks, one priest tried to console him, and he said, Brother, thank you. But don't pity me. I had Jesus with me in the Eucharist. How did he do it? How did he live in hell and not lose his peace? Well, the answer is in the gospel. Jesus says we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Peace comes from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, from Christ's presence. Jesus is the answer. Jesus tells us, not as the world gives peace to I give. Jesus isn't promising an absence of trials or sufferings, he's, but he's promising to be with us. That's the source of peace. The second thing that allowed Father Titus to maintain his peace was this unwavering belief in the resurrection. He told his fellow prisoners, be patient. Don't let hatred overtake your hearts. He said, we are in a dark tunnel, but we have to go on. At the end, the eternal light is shining for us. He believed in Christ's victory over death, and he kept his eyes on the goal, on Jesus' promise of eternal life. St. Paul says, this momentary light affliction is producing an eternal weight of glory. We don't have to fear suffering. We don't even have to fear death. Faith and trust in Jesus is the answer. Well, Father Titus received a lethal injection in Dachau in 1942 and is now a saint in the Catholic Church experiencing eternal rest and peace. Jesus wants us to have this gift of peace.